Are you here? Really? I want you to answer. Oh, no. No, you don't have to. It's just the question that I ask at the beginning of every episode of The Paul Leslie Hour, a show that's been going strong for 19 years. Yeah. So, how are you? Now, this particular show is something very special. This is the return of Nadira Shakur. Here's the story. Mailboat Records recording artist, singer, and entertainer Nadira Shakur came into the studio to talk about her record, Nod to the Storyteller. She did some great material on the album, including a lot of Jimmy Buffett songs. That album came out on Mailboat Records. Do you have a copy? Have you heard of it? Oh, it's a beauty. Now, many of you know Nadira Shakur as one of the great vocalists in Jimmy Buffett's Coral Reefer bands. Uh, there's no telling how many people she's touched with her singing. Now, Nadira didn't just come in to do an interview. She also sang a few songs, including a couple not on the record. Wait till you hear her performance of Over the Rainbow, which she dedicated to Jimmy Buffett. Keep in mind now that we've got tons of interviews and specials like this that still have yet to come out. They're tucked away in the archives. If you'd like to contribute some dough <laughs> to keep these efforts going, just visit thepaulleslie.com support. And oh, we thank you. So here it is, folks. We hope you enjoy. Let us know what you think, okay? Okay. Thank you, Dan. What a great announcer Dan is. So the special you're about to hear was recorded and broadcast back in 2008. We were celebrating our fifth anniversary. Nadira Shakur was kind enough to break the news of this album, not to the storyteller, and then she was kind enough to give us another interview to talk about it and also play some songs recorded live in the studio. There were some musicians who accompanied her, Jeff Pike, James Malcolm Cobb, and Coney Farrell. It was recorded by Henry Jordan at Jordan Digital Studios with post-production by James Malcolm Cobb. If you are not familiar with Nadira Shakur's solo work, she has some great records, some great songs. Please check them out. And if you don't have the Nod to the Storyteller album, you can get it at mailboatrecords.com. Before the interview begins, we're going to play the song, the Jimmy Buffett classic that she performed live in the studio. Here's Nadira Shakur with Margaritaville. Nibbling on sponge cake, watching the sun bake, all of those tourists Covered with oil Strumming my six string On my front porch swing Smell those shrimp They're beginning to boil Wasted away again In Margaritaville Searching for my lost Shake of salt. Some people claim that there's a 
all season With nothing to show but a brand new tattoo But it's a real beauty Oh, a Mexican cutie How she got here, I haven't a clue Wasted away again in Margaritaville Searching for my all shake of salt Salt shake, salt shake, salt shake Some people claim that there's a woman to blame But I know, well it could be my fault It is with great pleasure that we welcome one of our all-time most popular guests, Miss Nadira Shakur. We are celebrating not only the release of her new album, Nod to the Storyteller, on Mailboat Records, but also five years of our show. So it is with great pleasure we welcome the very lovely, the very talented Miss Nadira Shakur. Thank you, Paul. Hi, everybody. Congratulations on the new record, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. So the new album is out, Nod to the Storyteller. I was hoping you could tell us how the idea for that album was conceived. Well, uh, Jimmy and I have talked about doing a record together, sort of together, for a long time. And one night we were having a party in Boston, actually, and he said, You know, Nadira, this was after a martini, uh, you should do a record of cover some of my songs, some of my songs. And I said, that sounds good to me. And uh, so we did. I think that was uh, about a year and a half ago, maybe two years. <laughs> it's such a great title. Who came up with the title for the album, Nod to the Storyteller? 
I did. I wanted it to be something um, that alluded to, the, you know, the fact that I was it was a tribute to Jimmy, who is, as we know, one of the great storytellers. And um, a nod is just like, you know, a nod. <laughs> Props. A tribute of sorts. Yeah. Of the songs on the album, is there one in your mind that stands out that you especially like? Hmm. Well, I wrote a song called Give Henry the Receipt. I really like that one, and, and, and people seem to like it a lot. Um, but I like the little twist we did on Son of a Son, and I love uh, both Max songs. I don't know. I like the whole album. I can't, I can't choose. I'm sorry. <laughs> you mentioned the two Mac McAnally songs, and they're People Call Me Jesus, which I believe was the first song he ever wrote. Correct. And also Let Him Go. Tell me about how you discovered those songs. Well, um, they were both on his first album, and I asked him. I've been asking Mac actually for years to write me a song, but um, and hopefully one day he will. But he gave me his, his first album, and I listened to it, and there was such a, a an innocence, a quality of innocence that I, that I really liked. And... Um, I chose those two songs, and it just happened to be the first and second song he ever wrote. He wrote, uh, People Call Me Jesus. He said one day he just went to the church, which was always open. It was one night, actually. And he got on the piano, and he just started playing. And then he said, wow, I guess this is how people write songs. They just start singing. And then um, I guess it took a couple years for the next one to come, but um, it's a great song to let him go. So I chose them both. Very interesting. I was hoping you could tell us the last time you were a guest on our program, we didn't delve into this too much, but I was hoping you could talk about your influences as a vocalist. Well, um, I grew up in Texas. Well, I didn't grow up in Texas, but we started off in San Antonio, and there was a lot of Motown played in the house. So I think all the the women of Motown and... um, the women of the 60s, the singer, the singing groups like Diana Ross and the Supremes and Mary Wells and those girls were uh, my first and earliest influences. And we moved to California later and I started listening to more Stevie Wonder and Donny Hathaway and Chaka Khan. And when I was about 12, as a matter of fact, my father brought a record home for me to learn and it was um, Dionne Warwick. So I love her too. A lot of great influences there. The interesting thing about this album, Nod to the Storyteller, is that the recording was split into three different bands, which I found very interesting. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, Jimmy, first he wanted to do um, like a three-piece, a little trio, and he he gave me this album. I wish I could remember the artist, but it was a French artist, a woman, who who did most of her... um, recording with a trio and I listened to it and it was very cool. And so I said, well, if we're going to use a trio, I would love to use Sonny Landreth's band because I just think they're great. And he said that was a great idea. But as we got into choosing of the songs, um, we just kind of wanted different sounds, Mac and I. So we chose to do, and we didn't want to do all of Jimmy's songs with Jimmy's band because we wanted them to be different, you know, a little different, and we didn't want them to feel like, oh, we're playing these same songs again for someone else. So we um, decided to do 
use the three bands. We, we use my band, which is called Outside Art, and they're based in California, most of them, some of them in, in Atlanta. And we used Jimmy's band for um, some of his stuff and Mac's stuff, and then we used Sonny's band for songs like Volcano. Very interesting. So tell us, how did you pick the songs for the album? Well, I was a little overwhelmed in the beginning because he has so many songs to choose from. So I first called Savannah, Jimmy's daughter, and asked her if she would come up with a preliminary list because she knows me, my voice, and of course her father's music. And I thought she, and she has a great ear. I love Savannah's um, music that she plays. Sometimes when we have parties, she'll DJ. And I knew she would she would do a good job. So she gave me a list of 28 songs, which I then took to Jimmy. And he looked it over and uh, picked the ones that he thought would be good and added some and subtracted some. And from there, uh, took it to, I asked some of the guys in the band. I asked Michael Utley, you know, I asked almost everybody in the band. I mean, I could have just sat down and listened to about 500 of his songs, but I thought it was easier to ask those who already knew. And then... Um, between those choices, Mac, Jimmy, and Savannah, um, I kind of narrowed it down. And then I went to BuffettNews.com, and I asked the uh, Parrotheads to tell me what songs have really meant something to them, not just what their favorite were, but what songs have really meant something in their life and why. And so they did that, and they were really, really helpful. And then we took all of that together and threw it in a hat, and no. And then I chose four, 14 songs. Were there any songs that you wanted to record that got just because of the simple reason that there wasn't enough space? Was there any that you sat sit there and you wonder, I wonder what that would have come out like? Oh, there's many, but I'm hoping to do them on the next CD. Ah. <laughs> While we're talking about Mr. Buffett, do you think that there is more than meets the eye when it comes to Jimmy Buffett? Do you think there's more than people realize? And by people, I mean the general public. Well, when you say the general public, do you mean his fans or people that don't really know much about him? A little bit of both. Because I think everybody knows Jimmy's, you know, he has his causes that, that are dear to him. Um, sea Life, the manatees, and um, he has Singing for Change, which every show we do, a dollar of each ticket goes towards that. And um, that can go to different uh, nonprofit organizations. And he's also... He helps us out when we need it. You know, he'll pay for our lawyers, uh, tax attorneys. Uh, when we get in a little financial trouble, he, he's always there. Not that we always do, but I have. And he's been Johnny on the spot, whatever, you know. So um, I think he's a, a one of the best and greatest fathers I've ever met. And if you meet his children, you could only agree they're very... Um, sweet children. They don't have that I'm rich and you're not kind of mentality. They're just good people. Um, you know, I think I consider Jimmy a friend, you know, so I think there's probably a lot more than people know. Wow, very nice. You're listening to the Nadira Shakur live in the studio special on the Paul Leslie Hour. So now we'd like to do Frenchman for the Night. From a driftwood castle Comes a song I've heard before A scratchy gramophone 
cuts to the bone, Lavioros, arpeggios. And the dream begins, and the song is amplified by the Beaujolais on Bastille Day. He dances in the tide. By the light of the moon He's a Frenchman for the night By the light of the moon It'll be alright Well, it takes him back To the days of love and war and the girl he knew with eyes of blue waiting by the shore if he'd only known how the years would fly on by such a simple cry he's run out of time so he reaches for the sky by the light of the moon He's a Frenchman for the night By the light of the moon It'll be alright Blame it on the Champs-Élysées Blame it on a tune Blame it on the stroke of Monet, but you can't escape the moon. You can't escape the moon. As the floor to heaven's light While the angels taught Said to live long He's a Frenchman for the night From a driftwood castle Comes a song I've heard before A scratchy gramophone to the ball of yours arpeggio by the light of the moon he's a Frenchman for the night by the light of the moon it'll be
one of the songs on the album, there's an L- Eric Clapton song called When the War is Over. Mm-hmm. I was hoping you could tell us about how you picked that song. Well, that song came about because Jimmy actually uh, introduced me to it when we were sitting in that same meeting looking at the list. And he said he wanted to do it uh, in his show, but he also thought it would be great for my album. So we went, uh, when we got back to work the next leg, we were rehearsing it and we were going to do it for the show, but somebody thought it might be a little too political for Jimmy's show. And so he took it out of the show. And I thought it was a perfect opportunity for me to do it and have him sing it along with me. So we both get what we want. (laughs) One of the songs that's covered on the album is called Creola. And that's a song that was co-written with the legendary Ralph McDonald. Mm -hmm. And he's just one of the many musicians that appears on the album. And the album is produced by Mac McAnally. And, of course, the executive producer is Jimmy Buffett. So my question is, what is it like working with all of these masters of their craft, these legends in music? I'm starting to shiver. Sorry. Um, Well, it's an honor. Absolutely. I mean, I've listened to Matt um, Roberts. Shoot. I can't think because I'm cold. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've listened to Ralph's stuff. We all have for many years. And... um, Okay, so um, can I start over? Sure. Okay. <laughs> That's the sound of my teeth chattering. Um, it's really an honor to work with, with some of those guys, all of them. I mean, everybody on the stage is really good at what they do, and I'm honored to work with each and every one of them. Ralph, um, I mean, where is the love? Just the two of us. I mean, you all know this his stuff, Mr. Magic. And I also had the opportunity to sing on a couple of his albums, two or three, and go to Trinidad and Japan with him. And and um, then there's Peter, who I, I've never sang on his records, but every time I go to one of his shows, he has me crying because he plays and sings so beautifully. Robert is the best pan player in the world. I know some people disagree, but he is, in my opinion. And then, um, I mean, the whole band is just awesome. And Mac McAnally, come on. What can you say about Matt? He's the most soulful uh, Mississippian I've ever met. <laughs> well, speaking of Mississippians, we can't forget the leader of the band, and that is Jimmy Buffett. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me like Jimmy Buffett is becoming an international star. He repeated his shows in Paris, France, and I wish I could have been there. My question is, where do you see all of this going? <sighs> That's up to Jimmy. I think the sky is the limit. I mean, you'd think that his career would be slowing down, but I only see it getting bigger and bigger and more broad. We're going back to Paris next year, and this time it'll be a bigger venue. And, you know, he travels the world. Hopefully he'll start taking us more places. <laughs> yeah, I heard there was talks of of London. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> There's a quote from uh, a writer named Tom McGuane that I thought was really fitting, and that was, The sun has been coming up on Buffett's world for a long time, and among the shadows stand songs and people who are here to stay. And when I think about your album, I think about longevity and the passing on of that message, and it just, it seems to fit. That's a beautiful quote. Since we're recording this at Henry Jordan Studio, there's an original song on the album I was hoping you could tell us about, Give Henry the Receipt. 
Oh, yeah. Well, at one time, a couple of the girls, Referettes, me, Tina, and Heather, we were we had a little group, and we called ourselves the girls in the band. And we would get together and write. And I came up with this song, because uh, Henry's such a cool guy. He's our tour accountant. And um, I came up with a song called Give Henry the Receipt because, you know, when we go and get our nails done for the show or get our hair done or buy our makeup and then we just give Henry the receipt. <laughs> <laughs> so we wrote, I wrote a little song about it and I think it came out pretty cool. Very clever. There's another original song on the album called Open. Mm. And I was hoping you could tell us about that song. Well, that was another song that kind of came from that same era Um after that group didn't really, we didn't really take it anywhere. Then Heather and I and her boyfriend, Paul Pesco, who was a great guitar, guitarist and singer and songwriter, um, we started another group. So Paul had this track, a beautiful guitar. It had a, like a Latin feel. It was really nice. And uh, Heather brought it to me and and we, she wanted me to write something to it. And um, so I said, well, tell me about you and Paul and how you got together and how you felt and the whole thing. And so she she just started telling me the story of how they got together. They met actually at Tina's house during a writing session and blah, 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 blah. And so I just took her story and um, added a bit and made a song called Open. And it's really about the beginning of their love affair. And they're still together, Wow! by the way. Very lovely. You mentioned a little while ago, you said, well, maybe on the next album. So I was hoping you could tell everyone out there, what is in the future of Nadir Shakur? Well, I'm just kind of taking it as it comes. I mean, it's it's all really exciting. I feel so blessed and um, to have this opportunity. I'm really proud of the album. And um, I just want to thank all the musicians that played on it and Mac for, you know, hit all his arrangements and Jimmy, some of Jimmy's songs have been done by so many different people. You just don't know what can be done at this point. But Mac went in there and, and gave it all a different flair, my flair. <laughs> um, so I, I, I hope it does well. We're going to be doing a lot of promotional stuff, um, some TV. And uh, I'm going to do a Margaritaville tour, all the ones in the States and the Caribbean. Uh, oh, beginning with the CD release celebration, which is October 24th at Margaritaville in Las Vegas, Nevada. Doors at 9, showtime's 10. I hope everybody can come out. Um, hopefully, Mac will play a little something and Robert. And um, I got a couple other guests and maybe a surprise or two. Very exciting stuff. You're listening to the special we recorded with Nadira Shakur which featured some songs that were recorded live and unplugged. This is an original song that they did. The Howard, she mentions, was Howard Kaufman, a very well-known music manager. He managed Jimmy Buffett for many years and has sadly since passed away. So sometimes I refer to this next song as Howard's song, since I wrote it for him. But the written title is Love Song. That's Coney making the mandolin sound like bass. Magic.
time I try, the world calls, shifting my hand, guiding my pen. I really want to write a love song, but every time I try, some other cause hijacks my choice. Using my voice, ooh. I really wanna write a love song. Mm. I really wanna write a love song, but every time I try, I feel this pull. A nudge from my soul Redirecting my goals I close my eyes and dream a love song But whenever I turn the TV on It's telling me lies The devil in disguise I'd really like to hear a love song But someone must have broken my radio Cause it plays the same five songs And all the love is gone Sometimes I wanna sing a love song Instead I and I track down Babylon We need some relief Love 
wants to take a solo. my choice using my voice I really want to write a love song but every time I try oh love song What is it that you like about music? <sighs> well, I grew up with music. It's it's just a part of me, a part of my being. My father was a musician. I have lots of musicians and singers in the family. Uh, if I'm feeling down, I can just sing and, and lift my spirits. Um, music can take you from feeling sad to feeling happy or, you know, it's just Music is a spirit, and it, it moves you. Um, I think it's the universal language. Everyone can, can understand it. It doesn't matter where you're from. You might not like a particular kind of music, but there's always some music that's going to appeal to everyone. I think it's one of God's blessings to us. Wow, very true. You're obviously someone that has lived your dreams, and you've gotten the chance to do a lot of things and see a lot of things that most people will never, ever get the chance to see or do. But with all that said, I'm sure you still have some dreams. I was hoping you could share what, is there any other dream that you have that's uncharted at this point? Outside of music? <laughs> Just anything, really. Well, if it's music we're talking about... I have this dream of performing at Carnegie Hall with the uh, orchestra, barefoot. <laughs> Anything can happen in this world. That's the truth. <laughs> but as far as um, dreams for the world, I think I'd like what everyone would like, and that's just um, that we respect one another's cultures and get to know and understand each other better instead of judging each other, um, that we love each other and um, take the time to uh, spend time with our children and take notes. Wow. I have two final questions. I feel you can get a lot about a person from this question. It seems like a simple question, but what is your all-time favorite meal? 
Wow. <laughs> huh. I don't know if I have one. But I can tell you what I like for breakfast. <laughs> I like two eggs over hard, wheat toast with avocado spread on it, uh, turkey bacon, and that's about it. Oh, coffee. Got to have coffee with cream and sugar. All right. So my final question, and I do feel that was a, a telling answer. Uh -oh. <laughs> my final question, as always, this broadcast is going out all over the world. So what would you like to say to all those people that are listening in right now? Well, if you're in, the, in America, I'd like to say make sure you vote because this is a historical election, election and it's very important. Um, to other parts of the world, look out. America is getting better. Interesting. Very interesting answer. Well, Ms. Shakur, I thank you so much for giving us yet another interview. I thank you for coming and giving so generously of your time. It really means a lot. Thank you for being the first to tell anyone about this album. That's and right. This was where it all started. And this is my first interview since. Wow. So. It's been an honor. Thank you very much. I'm thank very, you. I'm very touched by everything. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. And now Nadira Shakur is going to send us all on our way with a song. That's James Cobb on guitar. And there's a very special song that's played at the end of every anniversary show at Time After Island Time. Paul asked me to do it. I've never done it before, but I'm going to do it. And hopefully well. I'd like to dedicate it to Paul, Leslie, and also to Jimmy Buffett. Somewhere over the rainbow. Somewhere over the rainbow, way up high, there's a land that I've heard of once in a On a star and wake up where the clouds are far behind me where troubles melt like lemon drops away above the chimney tops that's where
over the rainbow Why, then oh why can't I If happy little bluebirds fly Beyond the rainbow Why, oh why can't I Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, The Entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour. <laughs>